This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. <laughs> Do this.
It is now 12 p.m. and you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Hi everyone, I'm Arina Aizal, the station's community connector, um, and thank you for being here today on Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio. Um, so, for today's Connecting Cultures Features, I was hoping that we can talk about Race Relations Day. Um, so, Race Relations Day for New Zealand, it was the 21st of March, which was last Monday. And there were some events going on, even though there weren't many like before, but it just makes sense now because COVID is in the community. Um, but the events that were held this year still were very good. So I do want to talk about that. Um, and during this show, I'll be playing an interview with Meng Foon, the Race Relations Commissioner. Um, so it was a talk about the things he's been working on this year and also just some chats about what he feels is the situation with racial relations in New Zealand this year, this day, you know. Um, it was a really good chat. It was very insightful. Um, so thank you, Meng, for the conversation that we had. Um, and I'm really looking forward for you guys to listen in as well. And also, I had a chat with Sophia Haizal. So she is currently the head girl for Bayfield High School. She is also the only hijabi in her school. She's also the first hijabi to be head girl. Um, she's also my childhood friend. So I have a lot of love for her. And the reason why um, I thought she'd be an amazing person to talk to about race relations day was because um, after the justice for Huda incident um, she wrote a letter to ODT and her letter was published um, and it was a really insightful letter about what it's like being a young person in New Zealand um, what it's like being a hijabi at school so that was a really good one um so you'll be tuning in to hear her share her story and her idea of what race relations is and what she understood from the theme this year uh, so before we go on to the interviews let's talk about race relations day in general um, so I'm getting these information from the uh, Human Rights Commission on their page. So on Sunday, no, sorry, on Monday, the 21st of March, 2022, it is officially Race Relations Day, where many organizations and individuals around the country will be running events for the coming weeks and even months related to the celebration of a multicultural Aotearoa New Zealand. As we have done in the previous years, we look forward to hosting and taking part in Race Relations Week. Um, so yeah, like there's always been events happening in March. Um, and I'm glad that they did do some events this year. Um, and it was a panel discussion. 
So March has become even more symbolic, requiring us to pause, reflect, and honor the memory of the protesters in South Africa in 1960, and also the Shuhada who were killed on our shores only three years ago in the name of racism and ignorance. So coincidentally, everything happens in in March,、uh, which is good for us to remember、um, it as a month. Is as a month of race relations.、Um, so the Human Rights Commission they've worked alongside the Multicultural New Zealand,、um, and they've decided that the theme this year will be Firia Temukatangata, which means flourishing interwoven communities of Aotearoa, New Zealand, and. That definition is centered around connecting and weaving people together. Um, and this is to signify the importance of bringing people together, building harmonious relations, especially during the pandemic and the separation many people are currently facing.、Um, not just separation of the people in the country, but also、um, like with borders and stuff. People who can't go home yet for so many reasons.、Um, so it's a really good、um, theme. I really liked it as well. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, on Wednesday the race relations、um, day event was about、uh, was a was a was an online event、um, with Meng Foon and some other、uh, panelists. For example, there was also Hamima Ahmed,、um, a speech language therapist.、Um, She is also part of the chair. She's also the chair of the Sakina Community Trust.、Um, there was also Dr. Rawiri Taunui. Dr. Taunui was the first、uh, professor of Indigenous Studies,、uh, which is interesting.、Um, and then there was also Behruz Buchani and Ajak. Associate Professor of the Social Sciences, and also Emma Sinem.、Um, she's a Wellington-based poet and student, and I've seen her perform、um, one of her poems.、Um, it was amazing. And also Basma Raka, a young Muslim Palestinian who was born and raised in Gaza. So it was a really cool、um, like panel. It's very diverse and it's very interesting that you know it's great that they went through with the event.、Um, yeah, so that's me introducing what happened. Let's go on a song break, and after the song break, we'll have Mang Foon's interview, and then we'll also have. Sophia's interview. I really hope you enjoyed this week's show. Tonight. 
You're back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Marina and you're listening to Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio. We will now have our interview with Meng Foon, the Race Relations Commissioner. I hope you enjoy this conversation. RFM Dunedin supports the Kaupapa of Race Relations Week 2022. Firia Temuka Tangata flourishing interwoven communities of Aotearoa, New Zealand. People from all parts of the world who have made the need in their home share stories, language, music, and culture through radio shows and podcasts made right here in Aotearoa. Listen, learn, and engage with RFM's Connecting Culture Zone on air and online at oar.org.nz and also on your favorite podcast platforms. Rina. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Meng. Thank you for calling. You're uh, awesome. Thank you so much for wanting to talk to me again, um, you know, since last year. <laughs> it's been yeah, a year. Yeah, anytime, anytime. So since 2022, what other things you've been doing um, and you've been working on uh, with your role as the Race Relations Commissioner? Yeah, no, thank you for the opportunity to uh, join you today, Arina. Mm-hmm. Um, 2022, well, we're sort of like three months into it, but we're very happy to say that we are um, completing our uh, National Action Plan Against Racism, uh, which is uh, led by the Ministry of Justice, and our role is to consult with civil society and tangata whenua to uh, build a National Action Plan. Um, It's coming into three parts. One is... um, uh, constitutional transformation uh, through Matiki Mai. The second part is um, a few actions that 
uh, organizations, NGOs, businesses, governments, ministries can take on board that will change the culture to help eliminate racism. And the third part of the National Action Plan is the restorative justice uh, process where people want to tell their stories in a safe place, let it all out of their chest, and um, hopefully that will be part of the healing process. And so other things that we've been doing um, due to some incidences at schools um, is um, some schools have connected with mana whenua very well and some schools are struggling and we're saying not only uh, connecting with mana whenua but connecting with your diversity um, ethnic communities in your communities. Um, how do you do that? And so we're going to write some guidelines for that and also um, how to hold a difficult meeting um, in times of when temperatures are uh, flaring and people are saying all sorts of things. How do you hold a meeting that is well facilitated and that is safe for everyone? Mm. And the third one that we're actually doing um, also is uh, culture and uniforms. We're building some guidelines on how to how schools could look at culture and uniforms um, in terms of like, you know, there's a lot of uh, tāmoko nowadays, mm. uh, tattooing. Uh, there's also um, different headwear from hijab to turbans. And although they've been around a long time, but they are still discriminated against in some schools. And um, you know how um, Muslim girls don't, want to wear bikinis, but they want to go swimming and they want to wear their swimwear, which covers most of their body, to go swimming. And mm-hmm. same as in participating in PE. They're not into shorts and uh, T-shirts or uh, singlets, but they definitely want to actually participate in sports by wearing the appropriate um, gear in terms of full cover. And, and so those are some of the things that we're looking at and um, we're still keeping our eye on and holding to account the uh, Royal Commission of Inquiry. And you've probably seen um, the government is going to revise the hate speech um, legislation after receiving feedback, which is good. However, in my um, view, it's not quick enough because it has been three years and more and more of our people are not protected and um, hate speech is allowed to fester and spread in communities. Um, so there's a lot of things that we're doing in the arena. Mm. And I like how um, a lot of the things you're working on is with schools and young people. Um, can you tell us about like how you see working with young people and changing the future of Aotearoa um, is like? Yeah, young people are the future, obviously. Um, I've I've always um, said that there are two things that will really help our country, education and housing. And so um, our Chief Commissioner has done a review on housing and also um, I'm very keen on ensuring that our schools are safe uh, for our children, uh, free of bullying, 
because uh, 40% of our school children are bullied on a daily weekly basis and only 60% of our children go to school on a regular basis. So those two statistics are really bad. And um, so I love the history in schools. I hope that uh, with the uh, implementation of history in schools that our children will be more connected uh, to their surroundings, to their school, and would get to enjoy education. I mean, when I was at school, we learned hey diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle, <laughs> and uh, the czars of Russia and the emperors of China and the kings of Europe and uh, the cowboys and Indians and all that sort of stuff. But we didn't learn hardly anything about our own place right here. And we have a rich tapestry of many great stories of our um, homes, of our areas, and of our country. And it'd be really great um, that we grasp it with two hands. I know that there are some people that don't like it because um, they're saying, oh, it's all going to be negative history. But there's good history as well. There's good history from people that have built enterprises, like Chu Chong was the first person in Taranaki, um, Chinese gentleman, who uh, started exporting butter and also um, bought uh, air fungus from the uh, local people to keep the economy going. There's a Chinese person, Chu Chong. Um, no, uh, Chu Xiu Hoi. Uh, Choi Xiu Hoi in the South Island who started off the gold mining and then started his enterprise in making Chinese foods. And, and so there's many uh, great stories, even like... Um, Unknown story is that uh, Chinese and Indian uh, citizens wanted to join um, the army in 1945 to go and fight for uh, 19, in the Second World War, sorry, 1939, to go and fight for king and country, and they were denied. Um, mm -hmm. But however, through petitioning, they went and fought for king and country. And so there's lots of beautiful stories around, and I'm hoping that, you know, the schools will do a bit of uh, searching around and saying, oh, I wonder why that street is called Stout Street or that street is called Oxford Street or Tamaro Street and why is this area called Puhikaiti and who's the, who's the iwi around here and who's the hapu and uh, what other business and enterprises or how long has that dairy been in the corner and who was, who was at that dairy and what was the production of that area so Learning about local history really connects people, and I'm really strong on that. And I really uh, full marks to the government for putting that out uh, right now. It's very timely. Yeah, and thank you so much, Meng, for telling us all the um, rich history that we actually live on. You know, there's so many things that I wish I knew as well. Mm, absolutely, Arena. Yeah, we've got a lot to learn. Hmm. Um. So since we last year we talked, um, COVID wasn't like in the community, but now um, it's rapidly in the community. Has your role changed, um, or is there any disruptions because of COVID? Yeah, the commission's um, workload has uh, definitely increased a lot through COVID. Uh, we received a lot of discrimination in the beginning against Chinese and Maoris in the beginning, and we put out a campaign, uh, Racism is No Joke. And then I know that uh, my Disabilities Commissioner is very concerned about um, 
their disabilities people uh, not getting the service um, they are um, health comp- compromised and uh, some can't actually have the uh, injection uh, vaccination and some can't wear uh, masks and so that's been problematic uh, where some places saying no entry unless you have a mask and no entry unless you have vaccination um, so uh, there's been a number of issues there. Uh, we've actually had, uh, we, we talked to anyone, and so race, uh, not race relations, but human rights is for everyone. And so um, our chief commissioner has uh, spoken not only to the government and other people, but also to the uh, protesters as well, mm-hmm. uh, just to hear their voice, which is important. Um the number of we've actually increased our staff uh, with the support of the Ministry of Justice to uh, deal with the sub threshold um, issues that don't actually make the hate speech um, um, uh, threshold. Um, so we've increased our staff to deal with that. At one stage, we actually received uh, 2,000 complaints in one week, mm-hmm. uh, which is huge. Uh, not just 200, but 2,000. I had to sort of look and make sure what's the statistics um, right. And so, um, yeah, no, we've been busy, very busy. Um, I, I think, you know, just, you know, I think there's been good and not so good. The good parts is that um, our people are safer and that we can use the electronic system of Zoom and virtual to actually have our meetings now. Um, and the other parts that are not so good is that the uh, mandate process has very, been very divisive, um, different to the levels of one, two, three, four. That was a different one, but the traffic light system have uh, really torn some of our communities and families and businesses apart. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Meng. Um, and how is this year's race relations day different to any other? Um, I think it's more online, actually. <laughs> that mm. would be the key difference. Um, I just want to acknowledge um, the uh, Multicultural New Zealand. Um, they're gonna, going to set up a um, event calendar of all different um, events um, uh, and, and, the, and the various diversities in New Zealand. So go onto their website and contribute to that. If you've got any event that you've got on, they would like to put on a calendar everybody's informed and um, when you know that um, you want something to go to just have a look at the event calendar and say, oh, it's um, Thailand New Year or Chinese New Year or Matariki or some um, Eid mm-hmm. and all sorts of things so there's lots of um, events I, I reckon they nearly pull up 365 days of the year given the diversity yeah. of our nation and so that's great and um, so this year's, um, this year's um, is, uh, theme is Fidia Te Muka Tangata, which means um, uh, and, uh, harmoniously interwoven communities. And um, so that's a good theme because um, we have, uh, Muka is actually flat. And when you take that um, apart with a uh, muscle shell, you'll see all the strains of the flax, uh, which are hundreds, 
of different strands, and that's the um, part that makes up our community. So, Tuia um, Temuka, um, binding all their strands together to make great uh, New Zealand citizens here in uh, Aotearoa. It's um, a positive way to celebrate uh, Race Relations Day, given its history uh, from Sharpville um, to New Zealand, adopting it uh, in 2003 and um, leading on to what we do with the National Plan Against Racism. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a really good theme as well. Um, it's about like um, bringing people together, especially now with COVID and everything. It just, um, you know, it sparks the spirit of um, connectedness, and I really like that. Lovely. I'm pleased you like it. Yeah. I hope everybody else likes it too. Yeah. Um, one last question. What are you hopeful for this year? Um, I'm hopeful that we complete our work um, in terms of what I've just described in the beginning, the National Action Plan Against Racism, the guidelines for the various guidelines for the school. Uh, we're going to embark on a, a strategic um, priority uh, under my um, portfolio of uh, education, and we're at the present time still scoping that out, and also immigration. Um, other, there's another great project um, arena mm. that I really want to actually get out there, and that is um, populating uh, human rights in Tiriti or Waitangi in our communities. And I'm hopeful that um, once people complete that course, um, they will have confidence, they can represent their communities themselves, uh, be, be contributing citizens, and also they will be certificated. And I want to create a family of um, human rights and Tiriti activists. Mm. That's a really good one, yeah. Mm. Something practical, you know, because mm. we can go around talking, talking, talking. But here we can actually give people some tools, uh, educate them in the human rights and Tiriti um, or Waitangi, and, you know, they just, uh, just become better citizens and also support other people that are vulnerable. Mm. And also learn about, like, communicating with other people about the things they learned. Absolutely. Mm. And they can, you know, they can join the course and we build their family thousands, thousands of New Zealanders up and down the country that are familiar and um, certificated with um, human rights and Kiritu Waitangi uh, resources. Mm. Thank you so much, Meng, for talking to me today. Um, I really appreciate you making time for me today. Uh, look, Arina, you're always welcome. Anytime, you just need to give me a, a call mm. and uh, we'll be on here to support any projects that you have. Mm -hmm. But also, thank you for the opportunity for us to spread our word and uh, your radio station is very important for that. Mm. Thank you so much, Meng. I'll, I'll talk to you again soon. Okay, see you. Bye. Bye-bye. RFM Dunedin supports the Kaupapa of Race Relations Week 2022. Firia Temuka Tangata. Flourishing interwoven communities of Aotearoa, New Zealand. People from all parts of the world who have made Dunedin their home share stories, language, music, and culture through radio shows and podcasts made right here in Aotearoa. Listen, learn, and engage with RFM's Connecting Culture Zone on air and online at oar.org.nz. 
and also on your favorite podcast platforms. And that was Meng Foon, the Race Relations Commissioner. Now we'll begin our interview with Sophia Heizal, the head girl for Bayfield High School. RFM Dunedin supports the Kaupapa of Race Relations Week 2022, Firia Temuka Tangata, flourishing interwoven communities of Aotearoa, New Zealand. People from all parts of the world who have made Dunedin their home share stories, language, music, and culture through radio shows and podcasts made right here in Otipoti. Listen, learn, and engage with RFM's Connecting Culture Zone on air and online at oar.org.nz and also on your favourite podcast platforms. Hi, Sophia. Thank you for being here today on Connecting Cultures Features. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so this year, you are the head girl for Bayfield High School. Congratulations. Can you tell thank us you. about that? Uh, yeah, so this year, I am the 2022 head girl for Bayfield. And the year hasn't really started. Well, it has started, but it hasn't really gotten into too much. But I have eased into the role. It's... It's basically a lot of um, organizing events and stuff for school and like the council. So it's it's a pretty fun job, actually, for now. <laughs> yeah, I'm really I'm really enjoying it, actually. That's really great. Yeah, um, I was so happy to hear about that because um, we were on the Arenality together. You were yeah. talking about your hijab company. Can you t- also yeah. tell us about that? Okay, yeah, um, I have a hijab company. It's called Pila, and it was named after a pet but, uh, caterpillar that I had, actually. And the caterpillar turned into a butterfly and flew away, and I haven't seen it since. But I thought that the, I got to see the process of it turn into a cocoon and then into a butterfly. And I wanted that to represent the brand and also as well um, as the fact that we don't really have hijab like companies in New Zealand it's quite hard to get hijabs here and the shipping costs for getting them from overseas is quite expensive so I want to start my own and as yeah especially as a young person who finds it difficult to get I yeah so that's that's the the basis (laughs) that's amazing Uh, I mean it's so inspiring for someone as young, young as you and you're you know doing this um and it's also because you have love for diversity as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us your personal cultural story? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm from Malaysia. I moved here when I was almost three years old, so 2007. And uh, we stayed here for four years. And so I basically grew up here in New Zealand around around everyone and that was before I went back to Malaysia and had the Malaysian experience and that was something totally different but when I came back um since I grew up in New Zealand more it was a lot easier to ease into New Zealand society than the Malaysian but yeah so I come from a Malaysian Muslim background so yeah, it's basically my cultural story. Mm. It's not too much to it, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so recently, um, you wrote a letter 
for ODT um, mm-hmm. after the Justice for Huda incident. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah. Well, um, I actually, like, I wanted to do, well, when I heard the story, I got, I was scared because as someone who wears a hijab and goes to school, it was, it was like, wow, something like this can actually happen in Dunedin. And um, my immediate thought was to speak up about it because I was, I'm the only hijabi at school right now. So um, if not me, then who else is going to do it? Like, yeah, so um, I decided to give my thoughts about it in the letter and how we can make the changes because we definitely need to educate people more on uh, hijab, wearing the hijab and religion in general to have people accept not just Islam, but all the, everyone, just, yeah. And so I wrote that letter as a response to to what happened and hoping that you know we find ways that can help people be more inclusive mm. yeah and accepting yeah and you are the only person wearing a hijab in your whole school yeah, whole school yeah wow. there was one um last year but she went to auckland so i'm the only one again mm. yeah and how's that like um well it's actually it's i to me because I'm not trying to brag, but because I'm head girl, I I actually feel pretty good about it. Like the only hijabi is like has a high role in the school and is a role model, you know. That I I feel it actually makes me feel good about myself. Mm. And for the past few years, um, it actually because I had the other two hijabis at school, I didn't feel that special. <laughs> but like. When I first started wearing it, I was the only hijabi, and that was that was a scary experience. Um, being the only hijabi, I thought like I would get judged, and you know how like, how kids they yeah. really want to fit in and everything. And you know that was my thing. Like I wanted to fit in with everyone. I just wanted to be an average person. But wearing the hijab in a school where no one else is wearing the hijab, being an average person was a bit difficult. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Especially then, when um, you're starting I, out, you were just yeah, starting to wear. Yeah, this is just when I started to wear it, so I was a bit, I was a bit scared. Yeah, and it stayed that way. I wanted to just be, like, I wanted to keep it on the down low, you know, being a hijabi <laughs> for for like a long time. It wasn't up until last year when I had started the hijab business and I started to really understand, like, why I wear it because I wear it because I want to represent my religion and I want, like me to I want I want the hijab to represent who I am you know so um and and then that's when I decided okay you know what I'm gonna go for head girl like that's kind of like let's not be average anymore yeah. so yeah that's that's the story you know that is growth um yeah <laughs> for some backstory me and Sophia I've known her since she was actually like three so this is actually growth to see how you know the view of your personal hijab story changed yeah. over time because like if you ask a hijabi they all have different stories of yeah. how they started it and where they're at right now yeah, like everyone has their own story as to why they wear the hijab. 
Yeah, I know you did a whole episode about why you do. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you want to know my personal hijab story, <laughs> it's on the Arenality Arena reflects on her hijab. Thank you, Sophia, for that. Yeah. <laughs> Glad we had that plug. Advertising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So thank you, Sophia. That's amazing. Um, so this year, um, for Race Relations Day, the theme is Firia uh, Temuka Tangata, which means flourishing interwoven communities of New Zealand. Um, what do you think about the theme and what do you understand from it? Uh, well, what I make of that when I hear it is uh, basically increasing inclusivity within our community because especially from what we saw at Otago Girls and stuff like that, like this year, I think we definitely need to be like celebrate each other more and be more interwoven and flourish hmm. yeah i love how the logo is like this um you guys can't see me doing it but it's like, <laughs> it's like hand um interlapping the fingers oh yeah um, and that goes in with the word weaving yes yeah, yeah, yeah like actual weaving beautiful. yeah uh, meaning like getting to know each culture and understand yeah. that we're all weaved together like as a human race so yeah it's worth getting to know everyone and everything and understand where we all came from definitely yeah yeah um yeah thank you so much Sophia last question yeah. okay <laughs> what are you hopeful for this year um oh oh <laughs> like in terms of in terms of myself or anything like... life yourself oh well, I hope that, uh, yeah, this is this will be about me. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Let's make it about yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I hope to make positive, a lot of positive changes this year. Like, already from from what I've been doing so far, I've been doing a lot more than what I would have done last year. And I hope that that all, like, results in something positive, whether that be for the community or you know, for the future. <laughs> yeah, just something. Something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and with your role as head girl, you have the resources to make that yeah, happen. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot easier to be heard <laughs> with this role. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing, Sophia. I'm so happy to talk to you today. Oh, thank you. It was really nice talking to you too. RFM Dunedin supports the Kaupapa of Race Relations Week 2022. Firia Temuka Tangata. Flourishing interwoven communities of Aotearoa, New Zealand. People from all parts of the world who have made the need in their home share stories, language, music, and culture to radio shows and podcasts made right here in Aotearoa. Listen, learn, and engage with RFM's Connecting Culture Zone on air and online at oar.org.nz and also on your favourite podcast platforms. And that was Sophia Heisel, the head girl for Bayfield High School. Let's go on a song break. And after the song break, I'll share some vaccine updates that we have for you. And yeah, we'll, go, we'll just go from there.
让自己只为照亮你，把我一切都献给你，只要你欢喜。你让我每个明天都变得有意义，生命虽短，爱你永远不离不弃。你是我天边最美的云彩，让我用心把你留下来。红红的笑脸温暖我的心窝，点亮我生命的火。是我的小呀小苹果，怎么爱你都不嫌多，永远都唱着最炫的民族风，是整片天空最美的姿态。This is the current vaccination update. We are currently in Omicron phase three. At phase three, the focus is on safely managing COVID nineteen at home. This means we can keep our hospital beds free for people who are vulnerable and need medical treatment. Vaccination boosters are the best way to fight Omicron and protect yourself and your family. It is critical that all of us who can get boosted as soon as possible. If you're age eighteen years or over and have had your second vaccination at least three months ago, get your booster as soon as possible. Evidence shows that your protection against the infection after the primary vaccination course decreases over time. So, getting a top-up vaccine after your first two doses would help boost your immunity against COVID nineteen. Boosters also help slow the spread of virus. They lower the chances of getting very sick from COVID nineteen, so more of us can stay well, and that would help free us the hospitals for people who really need care. With Omicron in the community, getting a COVID nineteen booster is the best thing you can do to protect yourself, your family, and your community. So while two shots were great protection against Delta, you need a booster for Omicron. While the Pfizer vaccine remains the preferred COVID nineteen vaccine in New Zealand, Novavax is now available for those who prefer or require an alternative. 
Novavax is available for people aged 18 and over, and it requires two doses with a three-week gap. It is not approved as a booster dose. You can either book an appointment using the Book My Vaccine website or visit a walk-in clinic for your booster vaccine today. If you're aged 12 years or over, walk-in appointments are available at Meridian Mall, Dunedin. Walk-ins are also available at some GPs. You can find more information at southernhealth.nz/covid19/clinics. For children of age five to eleven years old, bookings are required unless specifically noted so. Book online at the website Book My Vaccine or call zero eight hundred two eight two nine two six. That is zero eight hundred two eight two nine two six. And the helpline is available from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Translation services are also available in over 40 languages, and there is also the option to use the New Zealand relay services. You should get a COVID test if you have a cold, flu, or COVID symptoms, or if you are a household contact of a case. At phase three. PCR tests will be used for people who need it most, and rapid antigen tests (RATs, RATs) will be more widely available. When you go for a test, the testing center will let you know which test is best for you. You can find the COVID testing station seven days a week at Tekaika Te Testing Station, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Victoria Road. Which is next to the Dunedin Ice Stadium, or the Dunedin Community COVID Community Testing Center from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, at Five Malcolm Road, and both of these are drive-through or walk-in, and there is no appointment needed. For more information to, on what to do during Phase Three, go to the website covid19.govt.nz. Thanks for listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air.